creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to Canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor viewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines, and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix, just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus... You get member-exclusive pricing What's in the box? on every order. Join 
the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. It is Monday after Thanksgiving. Hello. What? Hello. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) It's Monday after Thanksgiving. We hope everyone listening had a great Thanksgiving holiday, spent it with friends, family, uh, whatever you may have been doing. We hope that it was a good one. And today is Monday. So, of course, you know what that means. This is Digging Deeper. Dark Seeker has put together a smorgasbord of the greatest clips from all of the Bachelor Nation podcasts over the past two weeks. We're going to be running down all the most important ones. We have some very interesting stuff with Romeo Alexander on Oops! the Podcast. We have some Bachelor Happy Hour with guest Big Body. We have a clip Mm. from Chelsea Vaughn's new podcast, Vulnerable, with guest Abigail Herringer. We, of course, have some... uh, Disturbing clips from Off the Vine. I'm very curious to see what you're going to say about what? those specifically. Oh, yes. God. <laughs> Your favorite player of all time is uh, engaging in some... Is saying disturbing thing? Yeah. I mean, look, they're basically oh, attacking... Boy. Her and Daniel Maltby are basically attacking Sierra Jackson. We will get to that. I'm curious to see <gasps> your reaction. And then we have, oh, of course, no. <laughs> the main course of our meal tonight. Our post-Thanksgiving Thanksgiving meal. We have five delicious clips from the Vial Files, and these clips are classic great one. We've got sour grapes on the menu. We've got some tea on the menu, and we've even got some when I was a bachelor on the menu. I can't wait to get into them. Ooh, treats ready for Thanksgiving. We got a full, full feed. That is the full Thanksgiving meal. And then at the end of this, we have some clips with Johnny DeFilippo. He went on the Almost Famous podcast to talk about his experience at the live reunion and to talk about just kind of life uh, as a result of being in our beloved game. That stuff is all very interesting. And of course, the great one is mentioned there for his role in revealing Victoria Fuller's secret relationship with Greg Grippo. So we're going to be hitting all of that. But before we do, we of course must open this show by bidding a fond farewell to three people from the official Bachelor Nation podcast. This past week, Brian Abbasolo and Mike Johnson, the hosts of Talking It Out, announced it was their final episode. So that show, that official Bachelor Nation podcast, is no more. I don't know what will come of it, if they're going to slot in two new hosts and just call it Talking Out. I don't know if they're going to completely scuttle it, Wait, is the announcement that they're leaving it or that the show is over? I, I don't really know. They just said it's our mm-hmm. final episode. I don't know if that means the show is done or if they are just done as hosts. But that third Bachelor Nation podcast, at least for right now, does not exist. Now, will there be another one? I don't know. Second Spark. Second Spark. This might, and Maltby. <laughs> my, I don't think it should be Ollie and Maltby. My recommendation is this. It's called Big Facts, and it is Aaron Clancy and James yes. Bonsall. 
That's your podcast. If you're listening, producers, that's your podcast. Reach out to them now. Lock them into that deal. That podcast is gold. Clancy absolutely needs to be podcasting, and it is a horrific tragedy if he's not. I agree. I'll say it right now. Um, sad, sad to hear about talking it out. You know, we didn't really have them in that many digging deepers, but it was nice to know they were there. Yep. And sad about Tear. Color like a colorful narrator for the ages. You would think she's a match made in heaven with podcasting. Yeah, she also made the announcement she's going to be leaving clickbait. Oh, and, um, we uh, sorry. no problem. And we don't know why. We don't know if it is for her own personal reasons, wants to focus on life and starting a family and things of this nature, or if they're pushing her out. We don't know. But clickbait, the that lineup has had a varied uh, roster of people from the beginning. It originally was Grocery, Tasia Adams, and The Sluice. It was loose all across clickbait. Hannah Sluss. Hannah Sluss dropped out, and they brought in Natasha Parker to take her spot. And then Tasia Adams eventually, once she was in the co-hosting of uh, the show with Caitlin Bristow, they bumped her up to Bachelor Happy Hour to be Becca Kufrin's co-host for a minute, and taking her place was Tia, who now is vacating that spot. So we'll see who they slot in there. You know, as much as we talk about the protected position that Bachelor Nation official podcast hosts have, this does prove the ephemeral nature of it and not owning your own IP that you can be slotted out as soon as they're like, well, we need to get someone from the newer generation in. T or you're out. The only <laughs> the only person staying is grocery store through this whole thing. And he's just going to see a rotation of like 50 other hosts. <laughs> I'm curious to see. I mean, clickbait, I do think, is popular enough. Like the show's not going anywhere. But yeah, I'm curious to see who they slot in here with them as well. Obviously, we'll be covering that and we'll be playing clips from whoever the new host is and clips from whatever that third podcast is, if it exists. Do you think they would put Clancy on there? No, I don't think so, because he'd outshine everybody. It would just become the Aaron Clancy show. You can't put that guy in a roster with two other people and just be like, here, see what happens. Clancy needs his own show with Bonsall as mm -hmm. his sidekick. This is like... In Talking it out with Aaron Clancy and James Bonsall. And then who's who's our third clickbait host? What are our predictions? Oof, I don't know. I would actually call the Bonsall Clancy show big facts, though. Um mm. I don't know about the the third clickbait host because you're who who meshes well with a grocery. I know they've kind of had Serena on there a few times, but I don't know if you want a couple in that mix because then it really becomes about them as a couple and Natasha mm -hmm. Parker's like the third wheel. And I don't know. I don't know who they'll slot in there. What about like Brandon Jones? I don't think he's a he's a podcaster personally. You know who'd be great at it? The great one. They should get Nick Vial to be the third host. Nick Vial? <laughs> yeah. This is the worst prediction ever. He already has a podcast. Yeah, exactly. He's got a giant audience. And now he's on clickbait. Yes. You, oh, you think Aaron Clancy can't share a podcast, but Nick Vial can. No, okay. I don't. But that would be a beautiful disaster. <laughs> so uh, we hope that you're taking our notes, producers. Please get Nick Vial on clickbait. But now let's do what we came here to do. Pace case. Let's listen to all these glorious clips mm -hmm. and break them down. This is digging deeper. 
first up in Digging Deeper this week, we are going to Oops! the podcast with guest Romeo Alexander from November 22nd. In this clip, Romeo discusses strategy in Paradise, and he makes a very interesting reference to certain people who are openly studying the strategy of the game. Here we go. Is there ever like a politics play where there's like a couple candidates left and you have a rose, but you just really want to get rid of somebody more than you want the person you give the rose to? There's definitely a lot of scheming and strategizing. Uh, it's a bit like uh, Survivor. Yeah, yeah you can I teach mean, a math class in this in this yeah. way. I think there are a bunch of roses. a bunch of nerds that have made a business out of talking about the game strategy of all this, uh, like Game of Roses or something, oh, and yeah. that has kind of infiltrated things a bit. Uh, but there's the concept of a friend rose where you have no romantic connection with anybody, but you want to give a rose to somebody. Uh, but I think I innovated uh, in the genre. I gave out an, an apology rose. Oh, oh, <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> Hello, nerd. Oh, my. <laughs> Am I a nerd? I guess I'm a nerd for Bachelor. Yeah. I think you are. Sup, nerd? Not much nerd. We are the nerds he was talking about. We are Game of Roses or something, as he said. The the adding in the or something or whatever or at the something. end. A little dismissive, but thank you nonetheless, Romeo Alexander, for mentioning us on this podcast. Our uh, influence over the game is obviously growing. You know, there's been a few descriptors of our podcast by players of the game. You have the great one calling us fan Super fan podcast. We have mm. Alexander calling us business nerds. <laughs> and <laughs> I like both of them, you know? Yeah. I'll take business it's, nerds. It's hard to describe what we do, I suppose. Yeah. But love to hear a, a true student of this game, Romeo. I mean, I would hope that if he had been in the pit, he would have lasted longer on the show, but... Once you get in it, it's a different ball game. That is true. But thank you again, Romeo Alexander. And thank you for this uh, lovely clip, Dark Seeker. We always like to hear ourselves mentioned in the context of the game. It means that our, our long-standing goal, really why we started doing any of this, to have some influence over it, is coming true. Now let's move on to our next clip. This has nothing to do with us. This clip comes from a... <laughs> <laughs> this clip comes to us from Bachelor Happy Hour with guest Big Body Trash Can Thomas Jacobs on November 16th. In this clip, Kufrin, the Tropical Royale, and Big Body discuss the tests that Brandon and Serene have faced so far. Here we go. I think that in that moment, that was like the first time we saw Brandon really break down. Obviously, he was in tears for Rodney leaving. But the fact that Serene was there to comfort him and they just like had this moment where they were like, I don't want to be with everyone else. We want to be away and just like lean on each other. I think that helped their relationship because they haven't really I mean, they haven't themselves really been tested. But I think it was a good strengthening moment for them. Let me ask you a question on that. You said they haven't been tested yet. But to me, it's almost like they haven't even had a reason to be tested yet because they're just so set forth on loving each other. Would you say that's almost a test in itself that nothing coming to that beach can deter them? Um, well, I think, <laughs> I mean, when you're living on that beach, there's not really tests unless they're like 
dramatic show planted tests, right? Like, they'll be tested in the real world. I'm sure if they're sold together in this moment in time, like, they're probably being tested outside of the show. But they haven't. I mean, they they it's not like they've had to go through seeing each other go on dates with other people. Like, since day one, since, like, hour one, they were so into each other and, like, adamant for one another that they haven't, like, had to they haven't had other forces come in to test them. This was kind of interesting to me in that Kufrin seems to think tests are really only if you're going on dates with other people. And she tries to make the differentiation between like producer manufactured tests, which I would guess in her mind is like the split versus having to watch back your, your person going on dates with other people. But those dates are also producer manufactured. They send in players specifically with date cards to break up relationships and, and whatever. So I'm not really sure what kind of tests she feels are valid from this clip, but it is interesting that at least in her mind, she is describing here this differentiation between like what is a valid test, what's a valid relationship because of the tests they've experienced. And she almost is kind of invalidating uh, Brandon and Serene and that like, well, yeah, they look good now in Paradise, but uh, they haven't really been tested. Not a real test. Just a fucking torture chamber created by producers to try and psychologically break them. But not a real test. I, I don't understand. I like this term, though, a dramatic show planted test. Yeah. So that's like split week or them being forced to go on a date. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think in her mind, the show planted tests are like the structural tests split weeks um i mean i guess that would be it really on paradise i guess she doesn't see like the going on dates is like a real test to her but she has to know that those are also producer manufactured i don't know i guess she's like if you all eggs one basket so soon then you're never going to be tested because right or i guess she doesn't see the asking on a date as a test <laughs> Or like Olu hitting on Serene. Because we saw this season, uh, you know, Rodney and Logan both were put to, in quotes, that test when their respective partners were like, well, I'm being asked on a date. What should I do? And they didn't lock it down and be like, I forbid you from even looking at another man. Um, I guess that was a test that both of those guys seemingly failed. I, I just think I also think that the whole thing is a test. Because you're being filmed the whole time and being yeah. told what to do and just like hopping over these other obstacles and you have to navigate, you know, the second audience. Like you have to make friends and appear likable enough that they don't kick your couple off. I mean, I guess Brandon and Serene kind of like were a protected couple the whole time. So it's like there was no real fear that they would be dumped. But there's like couples who are dumped. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they were a protected couple, by the Chris way. Chris Conran and Alana Milne. I think they would have... Yeah, they were not a protected couple. I think if the producers could have broken up that relationship, they would have. I think they were just, like, literally a legitimately strong couple. That they did like each other. That the emotion was real, and there was nothing producers could do to stop that. They tried. They fucking did the split week. A protected couple is like Olio and Maltby. They did not have to do the split week. Remember that? Brandon and Serene, I think, are a protected couple because they need some 4TRR relationship to come out of it that's going to be an engagement. And they had him pulling the ring in his intro package. Yes, absolutely. He was a guaranteed proposal. But, I mean, they shot the intro package, like, after the the show. 
I would guess, after they knew what was going to happen. I'm just saying that if they could have destroyed that couple, they would have. They couldn't, though, because I do believe they are sincerely in love. No, I believe it, too. I believe it to the point where I... This is... I have no evidence, but I feel like they dated before the show. Probably DM'd or something at the very least. Met at Coachella. Met in a swimming pool full of piss somewhere. Love at first sight with no DMs. Yeah, that seems unlikely, but... In this economy? (laughs) I'm just saying that they were not, (laughs) at least by my objective definition of protected player, they were not. Because they were subjected to all the same shit everybody else was. I mean, they included the line where Serene was telling Brandon to redo his line. That was not protected to me. But other than that, I was like, they gave him a 4 TR edit. But yeah, that's in the edit, though. Like, if you're looking at, like, Molio and Altby, who were protected... That's even beyond the edit. It's in the structure of the game that they get protection. Olio is like, no, no, no. You're going to dump Sierra. Okay, but we need you here still. So here's Malby with a rose for you. And then it's like, okay, well, we're going to split all the other couples up now and make them go through fucking hell on earth. But not you. You guys get to go live in a fucking house somewhere. Oh, right. I forgot. They are protected because they have their own house. Look, that's just my belief. That's conspiracy town. But they were protected in that they did not have to participate in the split. They still got to hang out together while all the other couples were fucking torn asunder. Let's move on to our next clip. In this next clip, we're going to be listening to Chelsea Vaughn, one of the best gore girls that ever gored. She has a new podcast. It is called Vulnerable. In this episode from November 14th, her guest is Abigail Herringer. You may remember her. She was the Fimp Rose recipient of season 25. In this clip, Chelsea and Abigail discuss the player slash producer relationship, especially after shooting ends. Here we go. And I feel like another thing, too, that's like one of the longer term effects is almost feeling like you got used. Like, I don't know if you feel like this sometimes, like you put so much energy into the show or whatnot. And, and even like post-show or whatnot, you almost kind of just feel like, okay, you got sucked out of everything that they wanted from you and then kind of just tossed back. And you're just kind of like, okay, like I talked about things I've never talked about, like traumas, everything. And they really pulled it out of me. And I talk, literally share it with the world and then get disregarded. And it's one of those things where you're just kind of like, yes, like that's the business, like it's a show, whatnot. Like you shouldn't take those things personally. But it's just like a very real, again, it's the whole stimulation thing. It's a very weird thing. You can't really explain it to other people. But it's just a harsh reminder of like you're not special. Like and it, I, it, <laughs> it is like you're not special. Like you were on the show for a reason. We used that for the full benefit. Goodbye. Yeah. And once you kind of get that slap in the face, it's definitely hard because it's almost like a loss of identity because you're like, okay, well, is that all that I'm good for? Like, you kind of start questioning everything. And I mean, it's just a weird slap back into reality for sure. Yeah, you're right. And like you said, okay, I know it's not personal, it's business, and it is business. We're all smart enough to know that this is a TV show it's a machine like they know how to operate they've been doing this for a very long time they're good at it they know how to produce good tv but like it is personal (laughs) like it was personal to us it was personal to me when I'm like talking about how I shaved my head and like telling people something that's so vulnerable to me like that I've never shared with anyone it's personal to you when you're talking about your hearing loss for the first time like when you're dating someone like it is personal to all of us 
And to them, it's almost like, okay, you're a number. Like you're part of the machine. Like, thanks so much for the good TV. Bye. (laughs) So like that, that like, yes, I know it's not personal, but like it is personal. It was personal. I know this is a tough one to hear. It's something that we have known for a very long time. It's something that is, you know, potentially obvious, I guess, to, to anybody in the pit, but this is how producers treat you. They bring a player in, they use them for whatever version of their identity they think will fit the narrative of that season or that scene or whatever the case may be. And then they fucking discard you unless you're one of their high level players that they want to reuse on another season of paradise to come back to host a date or in one of their podcasts. If you're not that, if you're somebody like a Chelsea Vaughn, even an Abigail Herringer who fit their needs for that one season, that was season 25, Matt James. Two seasons. Oh, on, on Paradise as well. Yeah. But they were specifically, I think, talking about more the uh, what they were talking about in 25, having these very kind of like deep personal conversations about certain elements of their life, certain elements of their identity. And then the producers are just like, yep, great. Thanks for allowing us to make another 13 episodes. Goodbye. And they don't give a fuck about you. And this is something that is like, it's almost universally true in other professional sports as well. The players come in, they sacrifice whatever they sacrifice to further the game. And if you're looking at sports like MMA or boxing or football, like combat sports, where physically people can get fucking wrecked, have lifelong problems because of the, as a result of whatever injuries they suffer during the course of the game. And then the league itself is just like, fuck you. And it didn't, it it took like player associations being developed so that there are essentially unions for these players that now say, well, no, they need to have health insurance. They need to have some kind of, you know, psychological care if they need it after the game, all this kind of stuff. So those things are in place for these giant billion dollar professional sports. They are not in place for the players of our beloved game. No, it's part of the problem with, you know, in football, you at least stick around for a few seasons with bachelor. Like maybe you get to go on multiple seasons, but not long enough for you to be to form a union or anything like that. Like that. uh, It's not like housewives characters on a reality show where it's Mm -hmm. like they need them to make the show to come back. They have a new player pool every season that it is more abuse, use, and and discard. Um, I thought this was such a good description of it by both of them, just like that they're talking about their traumas that are super vulnerable, but it's a machine and it, and you're a number like a like a deli counter number. And then once you're done, you're done. And you know, Abigail at least got to play again. I mean, but Chelsea Vaughn got brought. She got back, back at the the ass party. What was yeah. it? Tight ass party. She was barely on on the beach. She went for Clancy briefly, but well, remember Abigail Herringer was forced into a a breakup with Young Noah Herb at the prom, and now I think they're together. Oh yeah, it was like a fake breakup for the cameras. Yeah, I believe they're still together. Well, I think that's why they they changed. They kind of changed the rules of Paradise this season to yeah. be like, oh, and if you're not going to get engaged, leave now together. You know what? Something that has struck me coming out of uh, 
this new podcast, Vulnerable, is are we never going to see exes and the city? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we are. I think that podcast got destroyed. This was a podcast that got briefly announced that was Chelsea Vaughn, Abigail Herringer, Kit Keenan, and Piper James. And then it was stamped off the mat. Yeah, the producer said, no, you cannot do that. But Chelsea Vaughn can do Vulnerable. We are looking very forward to everything she's about to do on this podcast. I think it's going to be a very important one, judging by this episode, because it does seem like players are spilling tea. And in terms of like where we are with the Sauce Wars, the fact that this podcast even exists is a major step on the tea side of the Sauce Wars. Thank you, Chelsea Vaughn, for your service. Yeah. And now we are going to move on to a little podcast you might have heard of called Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow. This is where we're really going to start breaking down all of the drama that happened as a result of the live Bachelor in Paradise Season 8 reunion. All of these next clips are going to be talking about the Victoria Fuller stuff, the Johnny D. Filippo stuff, the Sierra Jackson stuff, the Maltby stuff. In this clip... Malt B is the guest on Off the Vine. And they are going to be talking about, uh, how do I even put this? Sierra Jackson. And they issue essentially an unwarranted character attack on Sierra Jackson. This is, again, Caitlin Bristow, your goat, oh, no. and Daniel Maltby uh, engaging in, I don't know, this was surprising to hear. Even goats sometimes aren't perfect. I'm not, of course, of course. I'm not suggesting anyone's a perfect human being. I'm just saying this was a very uncharacteristic thing coming out of her mouth, at least I thought. Uh, judge for yourself, though. Here we go. If you would like to hear that Caitlin Bristow clip, as well as the rest of this episode, which goes for about an hour and 20 minutes, you're just going to go to patreon.com slash game of roses. Join us in the bottom of the pit. You'll get the rest of this episode. You'll get every digging deeper we've ever done. All the other episodes that we have done on the Patreon. There's about 50 of them in there, I believe now, maybe a little bit more. And you'll get access to our live shows that we do every Monday at 4.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, where we break down everything that's going on in this week in the Bachelor world. And you'll get access to our Discord, where you can talk to everybody down in the bottom of the pit who's talking about Bachelor and Pokemon Go and all kinds of weird stuff. So we hope you will join us there. Once again, that is patreon.com slash Game of Roses. See you in the pit. It's the pit. You can get it in. Dig around in all this content. It's the pit. Come on, admit you wanna eat up all these tasty tidbits. It's the pit. There's room enough to fit everyone who wants to come in. It's the pit. You can get it in and dig around in all this content. It's the pit. Come on, admit, you want to eat up all these tasty tidbits. It's the pit, there's room enough to fit everyone who wants to come in. It's the pit. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor viewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized 
the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines, and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix, just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing What's in the box? on every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura Frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabuli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things and I need an easy install. And this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in... um three-body problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day program, 
It has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back, no questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's fiber skincare.